Hello, and welcome to Consciousness at Play, where we discuss ideas, philosophies, and relevant topics with their spiritual twist. Today, we're going to get into a couple of topics uh, under the umbrella of AI, artificial intelligence, and uh, future tech. The first article we're going to discuss is a New York Times article titled, Consciousness and Robots Was Once Taboo, Now It's the Last Word, by Oliver Wang. And uh, yeah, I came across this article, Dave, um, in New York Times. It, it's a little it's a little creepy, if I'm being honest with you. Um, it, it's pretty much spoke about a scientist who is on the verge of recreating human consciousness, but in robots. And what this scientist wants to do is sort of um, he wants to mimic evolutionary um, advancements that, you know, humans have gone through, but inserting it into robots and sounds very futuristic. Anyway, um, so the, the scientist, his name is Dr. Limson, and he was an assistant at uh, Cornell University in the early 2000s. He was working with um, machines and he he notices that he pretty much he, he says that he wants to um he says just as when a dog loses his leg in an accident it can teach itself to walk in a different way and he he envisions a future where human life will sort of be autonomous and he sees us leaning on ai in like daily activities he says that we're literally going to send render our life to a robot and he envisions um these machines being resilient he says one way to do this is to take inspiration from nature animals particularly humans are good at adapting to changes he says disability might be the result of millions of years of evolution as resilience in response to injury changing environments typically increase the chances that an animal will survive and reproduce Dr. Limson wondered whether he could replicate this kind of natural selection in his code, creating a generalizable form of intelligence that could learn about its body and function no matter what the body looked like and no matter what the function was. So imagine if you are living with a robot and there is some sort of defect. Normally, I guess you'd have to take that robot into the manufacturer and get it like, you know, service repair. But he wants the robot to be able to self-diagnose and fix itself, which is, I mean, very far out there because the only AI like that I sort of lean on is like my Alexa. And once that shit goes down, you know, it's 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 clip, you know. So he says he says that this kind of intelligence is possible to create and would be flexible and fast. He says that it would be as it would be as good at, in a tight situations as humans or even better. Another article that I, um, I mean, another quote that I took from the article, which was a little alarming, I have the uh, eye raising emojis at the end of this quote. He says that this is not just another research question that we're working on. This is the, the question. This is bigger than curing cancer. If we can create a machine that will have consciousness on par with a human, this will eclipse everything else we've done. This machine itself can cure cancer. And <laughs> I don't know. This is it's, it's very out there. I'm glad I was exposed to this article because, you know, I would never know that this type of stuff is being worked on. And I just feel like we're getting ahead of ourselves. How do you how do you feel about this? Um, It's weird. It's weird, but also inevitable, because I think 
genetics, people, you know, CRISPR, mRNA technology and all these things, one day they will converge with AI because AI is getting very strong and fast. As you know, we've been chatting about Dolly, you know, chat GDP and open AI. So at one point they're going to converge and there's going to be companies that use both. So I can see that's the thing. People are talking about, you know, AI and robots and these things being able to diagnose things further into the future than, you know, somebody can now. You can't just look at somebody, uh, you know, a robot in the future could possibly see certain precursors and then say, hey, you need to have an intervention now before this turns into a full-blown disease, cancer, et cetera. Um, but I think when you say we're getting ahead of ourselves, what are you referring to? Like a dystopian future where robots kind of dictate our decisions? That's a good question. Um, so what I took from the article with this, the scientist sort of envisions for the future is us surrendering our lives to AI. And surrendering. Yeah, okay. that that to me feels a little far fetched or far reaching. Um, because <laughs> I don't know, I like being in control of my life to some That's kind of stupid. Yeah, that is kind of stupid to say, uh, you know, control of our lives because you still have to. For all the AI we're talking about, you start to put in queries. You start to tell it information in order for it to spit something back out at us. So, I right. think there's, you know, it's a it's a bit delusional to think that AI or robots will control our lives. You know, that's to think we even understand consciousness is a bit is a bit like it's pompous. It's you know, you're full of yourself. You really think that we re- truly understand consciousness? So. That that is yeah. the question, my brother, right there. That that right there. The people who are working on this don't, in my opinion, don't really have a full grasp on what consciousness is, or just dwelling and exploring the deep depths of consciousness. It's one thing to replicate human actions, right? Because that's what AI is. You're programming, right? Code this equals this, you know, formulas and stuff. But to have a robot be able to reflect on itself, its perception of itself. I mean, there are humans who can't sit still for five minutes in meditation, yet alone we're going to create a robot that can make decisions for us or cure cancer. Like I said to you the other day, these kids that are saying these robots are going to run our lives and cure cancer, do X, Y, and Z, they're probably very awkward looking individuals. They probably can't sit still. They probably look like they haven't bought new clothes in months or years. And they just jerk all around when you talk to them. They can't even sit still, you know, and eye contact. Yeah. With all that, it looks like you're a disembodied person. And if you're not connected to your body, how are you connected to the larger kind of pulse momentum of the world to say these things and project the future? when you can't even sit and control your body. If you can't, listen, in the future, health is going to be important. Individuals who can't do push-ups, can't squat, can't lift something up, and they're just reliant upon this technology wrapped in plastic, it's great. But at the same time, that's not like there's there's a lot going on in the underpinnings of it. So I don't know. Folks that talk like that, maybe they have a PhD. You know what I mean? Maybe they've gone to school for X amount of years. They they read all the time about their subject. That's cool. But, you know, projecting the future takes a bit of common sense. Um, and without that common sense, you have lots of issues, i.e. our current world in America. Everybody gets sick. 
everybody has to deal with the bag of pills, let alone when you're in your older years, you lose your hair, you know, you, you're relying upon blood pressure, cholesterol, all these medications. And all it takes is common sense to think, oh, hey, maybe my lifestyle and nutrition and the life I'm living is causing this. But no, the zeitgeist here does not provide that level of common sense. It is very unfortunate because a lot of people suffer throughout their lives because they think, oh, you know, I, I have computers, I have phones, you know, I work at this this white collar job and, uh, you know, I know better than everybody. And, you know. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I, what, what's coming to mind as you were speaking is just that, like, um, you know, quick fixes. And I know you've spoken and brought that point up before in terms of, you know, there are people who are marketed, you know, good health through a pill. You take this pill. And you'll you'll have good health, but not realizing that there are other pillars that need to be set up in your life in order for you to thrive. So, you know, having a just let's just say, so to speak, like, you know, humans who are not able to function through their bodies relying on tech. Right. What happens when that tech goes down? You know, it, it just it creates a crutch that a lot of people will inevitably, you know, rely on so much that they can't imagine existing without it. And these are the same folks who are, you know, um, guiding uh, the collective toward transhumanism, toward singularity, you know, and I just feel like we need to master ourselves before we are recreating something else that we deem to be perfect or better than us, you know? Well, th well that would be wise. Right. Unless, you know, you want to see Rome fall and the Western world fall, Western world fall, which it, you know, has lots of cracks in the base and the foundation of it, <laughs> you know, yeah, you, I mean, you know. I'm, I'm sure, like, right now, we're, you know, when they talk about World War Three, they're not talking about an actual war. They're talking about something more tech based, you know, hacking of power grids. What happens when you hack, you know, somebody's AI suit or something? You know, it's just nobody can hack my body, Dave. You know, I put the foods in my body. I determine, you know, how. You know, whether it's my daily exercise regimen, you know, diet, you know, spiritual nature, whatever it is, like these are things I'm in control of. So if AI decides one day, you know what, Jihad, this ain't the day for you. Your time has come. You know, like I don't know. I don't know. It's it's it very could look at it, it could look at it as like a parasite at some point. Yeah. Yeah. And um that sort of leads me to the uh next video that I want to share with people, which was about um the artificial advancements going on in uh, Japan. So there's this video on YouTube um, that I want to share with people. Pull it up right now. Just watch it for a brief second. To the experience. From the way they move, talk, and behave, the resemblance of these female robots to actual Japanese women is uncanny. And not only do these robots look beautiful and act incredibly realistic, but they also feel like actual human beings. Apparently, these female robots are covered inside and out with silica gel, which is a special type of chemical that feels just like human skin. The developers were also able to make them feel warm to touch, just like human temperature. And what's truly amazing is that the robot.
Robots are so lifelike that some say they can possibly give birth. Yes. It seems that human and robot procreation is no longer impossible. The insides of these robots are reportedly the same as those of a real person. Which would mean that these robots can have the capability to give birth using a test tube birth device in the future. Though it has not been tested yet and ethically controversial, it seems highly possible in theory. It's only a matter of time before the idea gets put into reality. As impressive as all these qualities may already be, the developers took things even a step further. Can you guess what other feature they added? Well, it is none other than customization. You can customize the robot you're gonna buy according to your taste. Apparently, you can change its height based on whether you want it to be shorter or taller. Not only that, but you would also be able to change the body's shape and size. You could make it skinny, average-sized, or even fat. And even smaller details such as clothes, hair color, and eye color can be customized. And the other part of the uh, video I'll share with people is at like the six-minute mark. Here we go. In fact, these robots sold out just a few days after they came out. But why exactly were these robots built? For what purpose were they created? Experts in Japan believe that the invention helps ease the imbalance between men and women. If there are more men in a population than women, having female robots would help even out the population. The robots will be paired with the men, leading us to our second purpose, which is to satisfy the physical and psychological needs of people. Finding a partner can be a challenge for a lot of people, especially those who are very busy with their lives. According to the developers, these robots were created and targeted specifically towards the otaku audience. For context, otakus are people who have taken a liking to anime, manga, video games, or computers. They are known to have a smaller social circle either from being busy or from being shy. Therefore, this robot can be a great product for them to get rid of their loneliness. For busy people or for people who don't get many opportunities to socialize, this robot is perfect. This product became really popular, especially with men who stay inside most of the time. The robot actually became so good that people who have experienced this product have reported feeling like they don't need a human girlfriend anymore. How about you? So we'll, we'll end it there. Um, how about you, Dave? What are you asking? How about you? What does that mean? Do you think I'm you you're asking if I want to purchase a uh, uh, what is uh, it? A, a, a robot? A robot a companionship? Yeah. Nah. <laughs> you can customize it to exactly your liking, Dave. It feels the same. And we have dating apps, man. You can set your preferences, your filters, dog. I think <laughs> this lifetime. But what about okay. the people? But what about the people who don't have time? Who you know they don't make have time. time. They're shy or make time. Human connection, shy. community, and human connection is an important pillar of health. And whoever Japanese culture needs to really put that in their fucking pyramid of importance or whatever they got going on over there, because that's you know they don't feel right, right? You're, you're watching, you're laughing, and the individual who made that fucking video is probably a weirdo himself <laughs> fucking this is voice he's not even voicing over you got a robot doing the voiceover at one yeah. point he he sounded like he was marketing it because he was like this is the perfect companion <laughs> yeah right this is the perfect 
This would be ideal for people who just want to play video games or they're busy with work and they're too shy. Man, that's a cop out, man. That was that's a cop out. No, nah, it was hey, ima- felt unsettled. Hey, imagine, uh, uh, um, listen, a culture like that, they better have a, a military that's very strong with technology that can protect them because them dudes that are robots as companions ain't doing nothing for you yo they ain't doing nothing if shit go down they're doing nothing for you they're just you know be they'll just be like you know why are you doing this because they're just taking everything (laughs) that they love and own um you can imagine the the robot will probably be more loyal right i mean there's that oh absolutely loyal i mean my computer never you know disrespects me my phone. And listen, it's safe love, though. My man Paul Check talks about this all the time. That's what we get. Like it's almost like an addiction to technology. It's an addiction to the things that we enjoy using, substances, food. All that, all that shit is just safe love. My that robot will never tell you you haven't cleaned up after yourself. You need to shave. That robot will never tell you, hey, how come you didn't do this? It's just gonna be there for your pleasure and your gluttony. Um, and that's a recipe for disaster and imbalance because we need that. We need that. Um, what is it? The outside perception of ourselves. And that's one of the beautiful things about being in a relationship that you can probably speak to. And I can speak to in my experiences. People tell you about yourself. You learn about yourself through others viewpoint of how you react to situations and circumstances. So um that's that's important man it's not just about making arbitrary money that was made up by your government so that you know we have an economy like there's there's deeper things in life so i don't know man um say you're a otaku or whatever it's called in japan you 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 got your video games you got a good job but you're very busy with this job you love you know, you, you work every day. You're surrounded by all the screens. You know, the beautiful setup that people have. And you love your anime, apparently, because that fucking correlates. <laughs> so, yeah. Are you uh, are you uh, buying such um, such a robot? And also, guys, Japanese people make the best 80s pop music if you're into that. But, yeah, are you buying that? Sorry, I had to add that in there. I've been on a, I've been on a wave. Yeah. Am I buying that? Is that a question for me? Yeah, I mean, no, I'm just saying hypothetically, oh. you're in that situation, would you consider it? Oh, man, no, that that that, oh. that can't replace that can't replace human connection. Not at all for me. I think that would send you deeper down the anxious social anxiety rabbit hole that exists. I mean, what reason do you have to connect with people? As you said, if you're getting positive reinforcement, you know, it's just like a an echo chamber of you're the best, honey. Good to see you. Oh, yeah, the, the automated voice. The right. automated voice. Right, right. I mean, I think That's these tough. people who live that way, they they, they see the world differently. Um, They're hurting, though. It, it, let me just sit with that question a little bit. Just, just I'm trying to envision that future is... Nah, nah, no way. No way. I mean, look, hot take, right? Hot take, hot take for our listeners out there. You might think I'm weird. I've actually entertained the idea of like a sex doll before. Cause I'm like, I know you have, I know you have. Yeah. 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 Well, it's first time for our listeners. I mean, because like, (laughs) this is along the same line of thinking, right? 
sometimes <laughs> the opposite sex can be a little, you know, difficult, you know, and, and just like un unnecessary obstacles uh, when 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 there when there are needs that need to be met <laughs> but at the same time at the same time brother i would never never consider fully giving up on you know my my counterparts you know of, of human beings i would never consider that um just because it's it's allowed me to grow and i've gone through you know difficult situations but i've i've learned lessons that have improved my experience you know and i've put myself through certain challenges that i looking back on it deemed necessary so do i completely want to avoid it no but you know from time to time would i like pull my sex doll out the closet and you know give it it's a like a new level of pornography honestly or or more um more interactive maybe because you're doing the deed but also you know how i listen you know how i feel about pornography moving forward i've I've really uh I think sex workers would I think sex workers would like probably like infiltrate these manufacturing, you know, facilities and burn it down because they you know what I mean? If they're being replaced by sex dolls, then you know what where where's the uh the avenue for them? But um yeah, man, it, it's it's a brave new world that we're heading toward, Dave. And these people that are making these decisions, you know, they're 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 at work right now on the opposite side of the globe there is some scientist that is like, yo, we're so close to this. If we can just get one functioning robot, we can yo. make so much money off this. It's true. That's why I don't trust. Listen, you know how much pe poor people are watching pornography every day and just doing unhealthy things just chronically. These scientists, they're probably going home, watch some anime. They watch porn for like a 90 minutes a night. Just fucking weird shit, bro. So, you do I trust these individuals' judgment? Is it? Is it not? I mean, virtual reality, VR, all of that. Would you say hedonism? I said escapism. 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 Yeah, it is. Absolutely. I mean, I escape to. I see. I mean, we all escape a little bit. I escape to a right. show on HBO, White Lotus. I really enjoyed this. You know, that was some good TV. Seven season two, seven hours of great TV. But you know, <laughs> the shameless plugs today. You just. Shameless Listen, bro, shameless plugs will come all 2023 because I really don't care. You know what I mean? I think it's excellent. And you probably will, too. <laughs> so. I'm on like episode two, three. Yeah. On season one, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's good, though. It's good. It's a, a lot of a, it's a good show, but the more you watch it, you'll know, learn that they're, they're pushing certain ideas on us via tech uh via um movies tv i don't like it although it's a well put together show i oftentimes found myself thinking yo why is this why is this on my screen why is these scenarios so common and so many of them why are these themes so keep that keep that what i'm saying to you in mind as you're as you're completing the series because it's worth thinking about you know the individuals who are writers, directors, and the individuals who make decisions about which shows to promote and show and put the money on so that the production is excellent and the beautiful locations X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. What type of um what type of things are they trying to trying to push? Right. Just keep that in mind. <laughs> Another show that comes to mind briefly is uh Ultra Carbon. I don't know if you've ever watched that on Netflix, but mm -hmm. it, it pretty much is the same idea of well. 
well, it's the idea of uh, uploading your consciousness to a cloud. And once your body, you know, decays and comes to an end, you can insert that new consciousness into a different body. And so, you know, your grandma who, you know, didn't survive, you know, that long can be in a different body and she might look a little different, but she'll still have the same personality. And um, as you said before, it's, it's, you know, disguised in the, in the, in the form of media. And we, you know, we watch these shows and we're like, oh, this is interesting. And then you start to entertain the thought. And then once these things are rolled out, you're like, oh, I already seen it in the show. I mean, it can't be that bad. Right. And so I wish we could take a poll right now globally and just ask people who would be comfortable how many people would be comfortable with you know um extending human life by you know via tech you know whether it's that's consciousness or you know you know artificial intelligence i feel like we are on the brink of as i said before crossing over into a you know brave new world so um, I hope this brave new world can separate and allow me and my family to farm and keep our soil cool and not affected by all this weird shit. You know, the more and more these things go down, the more I want to be secluded and have a safe place where shelter, food, animals, in case these robots start, you know, in case shit breaks down, in case we can't get the materials for our phone, our mics, our computers, so we're safe, you know, because I live, we live in cities. We're very dependent upon our supply chains to work and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, like as you speak, I, you just, you know, you're just thinking to myself, like, I, I am using a lot of tech right now. And just say, yeah, what if one day tech decides, you know, all right, you know, you're not saying the right thing anymore. We're going to censor this. You're actually speaking bad about us. Like, and we can't allow that to happen. So. Uh, yeah, man, it's something for our listeners to think about. You know, we bring these topics because it's it's interesting to us and it, it's just a different angle at looking at these things as opposed to, you know, oh, let's glorify this. Let's, tech is so good. And, you know, it's just more questions and things to weigh. So, um, yeah, man, if you, you know, enjoyed this video, if you took something away from it, please like it. Please share it. If you found, you know, our our, our takes to be controversial or it's something you didn't agree with, you know, let us know. Um, you know, we're here to talk about this. You know, we, we, we want to hear other opinions and, and some pushback. So yeah, man, Dave, is there anything you want to say before we get out of here? Oh no, but just understand we're creating the world for the future. So take care of the world now. So then if you care about the kids, if you care about the future of humanity, actually read, see what's going on. Cause shit's wild out here. Technology is right. moving fast. Tap in. Yep. And uh, this concludes another episode of Consciousness at Play. Thank you guys for listening, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Mm-hmm.